0: And stay tuned right now for those two characters of many characters, CBS Radio's Bob and Ray.
1: And now, Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding present the CBS Radio Network. Well, hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the Bob and Ray Show. And right now, uh, the start of this week, uh, at the start of this program, I think well, we ought to make mention of WFPG in Atlantic City. Yes, I think you're right, Ray, and they are they're, uh, they're uh, celebrating it. celebrating their 20th year of broadcasting. Uh station, that's right, 20 years. Can you imagine that? Now, this uh, CBS radio affiliate is the oldest station in South New Jersey and one of the oldest continuous business organizations in Atlantic City. So, so congratulations that. from us to WFPG 1450 on your Atlantic City dial think, 20 years broadcasting. I remember very well when they uh, went on the air. You do, Kent? <laughs> this is Kent Lyle Birdley, folks, the great uh, balloon uh, announcer. Who well, you mentioned that uh, you said that, uh, that I sold balloons at night. But uh, th- that that's wasn't... your biggest, uh, isn't it? Wasn't well, they it? were a good seller, yes, but uh, I had many other items that uh, I sold. Didn't you sell uh, 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 farmers' uh, uh, was it clothing of some sort, or... Uh, yes, work clothes. Work clothes. dungarees and overalls, and I sold books. Yeah. And I sold, uh, encyclopedias. And, uh, medicines and things? All you, kinds of everything, things. Everything, huh? You certainly are one of the great radio salesmen of all time. And well-preserved. Yes, I was going to say that. You, uh, you remember when WFPG went on the air, I imagine. Yes, I do, and, uh... They've maintained the very highest standard of broadcasting uh, quality ever since. Good. Okay, thank you. May we have a fanfare, Pierre, to get to feature number one? Uh, yes. It's time for this week's hard-to-believe object, a carrot that looks like a cat's face. And here to tell us about it in detail Is the finder of this amazing carrot Mr. Edwin Hartingale From Peachport, New York Home of the Pump <laughs> Welcome Mr. Hartingale Well I'm glad to be here with my carrot Well we are too sir And uh, would you hold a loft? This week's hard-to-believe object so that our studio audience can see it. Oh, wait a minute. It's pinned to my inside pocket here. All right. Well, take your time, Mr. Hardingale. Uh, here she is. A grand-looking vegetable, isn't she? Certainly is. Certainly is grand-looking, Mr. Hardingale. But uh, isn't it a little shorter than the usual carrot? Well, I ate some of her on the train, Oh, coming down. Well, you ate around the cat's face anyway. That's what counts, because we can still see the part of the carrot that's uh, so amazing. Now, tell us, did you find this carrot on your farm, Mr. Hart? Uh, no, I I found her in a supermarket. And uh, could you describe the circumstances, sir? Well, about a month ago, uh, I was in the supermarket, and this lady was there with her little boy. In the supermarket. That's right. Well, anyway... Oh, hey, don't, don't put the carrot back in your pocket, sir. All right. Well, I was in the meat department, which is about forty feet away from the vegetable department. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time I was uh, in the meat department, this lady and a little boy were in the vegetable department. Forty see. feet away. That's about it. Twelve, give or take seven feet. I well, see. just as I was about to pick up some lamb chops, and uh, they, uh, so I got some ground uh, ground meat too. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This little boy over in the vegetable department hollered. Hey, Mom, uh, here's a carrot that looks like a cat's face. Well, I guess you shot right over from the meat department, didn't you? That's right. I rushed over and I kind of elbowed the kid aside. And I grabbed this particular carrot you see me holding here. Did you hurt the little boy when you elbowed him aside? No. No, but the boy's mother was a little bit put out. She dropped a large can of liquid detergent on my foot. Well, I guess you felt that the carrot was something worth fighting for. That's right. You don't get anything for free in this life, as you know. The real story, Mr. Hardingale, is in what happened when you elbow the little boy aside. Would you tell us that interesting feature of the story, please? Well, when I pushed him, uh, he went reeling into some celery uh, laying on the counter, and he came up with a piece of celery that looked exactly like a green wooden slap. And last week, the hard-to-believe committee passed on the celery. They judged it an even more exciting find than that carrot that you have That's there. right. And the boy and his salary I uh, got an A2 rating from the committee, and my carrot was only B5. Although a B5 rating is one of our lowest, Mr. Edwin Hardingale, it was still good enough to get you here on this week's Hard to Believe show. Thank you, sir. Now celebrity snapshot time, right? Yeah. Celebrity Snapshot. Tonight's guest, Giles Stickler, assistant director. Excuse me, get your microphone. Assistant director of CBS Radio's daytime drama, Whispering Streets. Hello, Ray. Evening, uh, Mister Stickler. Can I come again? there? Say hello. Hello. Oh, I wonder if uh, you could tell us something about how you put Whispering Streets together each day. Okay, if I just write it down, you can read it for the folks. I've got laryngitis. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, wouldn't you rather come back uh, some evening when you can talk to us, though, or John? Yeah, that would be better. Gee, uh, how'd you pick up such a bad case of laryngitis you have there? How'd you do it? I yelled at the cast this morning. Let's see.
0: What is the word martinet mean?
1: One of the actors called me that. Uh, well, we'll look it up sometime. I'll remember, folks. But let me take that. All right. All right. Makes, it makes me nervous here, you talk. Whispering Streets, absorbing daytime drama. Each Monday through Friday here on CBS Radio. Well, I want to help out, take this yeah, last piece sure. there. Go. Oh, yes. Uh, Whispering Streets. All right, no, forget it. That's us. Right. Uh, you, yeah. sir. Okay. Now then, let's see what's next. Bit Burns. Oh, hi, Bit. <laughs> Once again, this is Biff Burns greeting you from the Biff Burns Sports Room and ready to fire away a few sports questions at another sports grade. In this case, the uh, plucky little uh, pitcher, the ambidextrous pitcher that the Sox just uh, received in uh, the trade you probably read about over the weekend, Randy McGee. Randy, it's a pleasure to uh, have you here. Before we start, my wife. Uh, love your theme. She wanted me to know, uh, wanted me to find out uh, what the name of that march is. I, I love it myself. dum 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 Our uh, march theme, Randy, uh, for you and your wife and uh, anyone else who wonders is called Sporting Youth. What is it called? Sporting? Sporting Youth. Wonderful. It's real catchy. I like it quite a bit. Now, Randy, I want to fire away a few quick questions at you because, of course, we're all excited about the big trade. Do you think you're going to be able to make the grade with the socks? Well, uh, of course, I, uh, I can't tell. I, I hope so, and uh, unfortunately, I'm uh, I'm having to take a little uh, drop in, uh, in salary this year, but... That's what I understood. I think uh, coming to a new team like this is always a challenge, uh, Biff, and I think that it'll make me work harder and get some of this lard off. Tell me this. Does the fact that you're ambidextrous are present any particular problems to you when you're out there on the mound? Well, I don't know. Well, the problems uh, exist uh, for me, for the catcher, for the batter, for the umpire, because uh, uh, I don't make up my mind which hand I'm going to throw with until uh, after my windup. See, I go uh-huh. up and I bring both arms up over my head and uh, put my, uh, my foot on the rubber and then Right then is when I decide whether to throw with my left hand or my right hand. Well, it should make it uh, make the catcher pretty jumpy, too. I should imagine well as uh, the right. batter. Here's a nervous wreck. And, of course, the batter doesn't take a toehold because, uh, fortunately, I've uh, hit several of them last year. does not know which side it's uh, coming from. How about your fielding? Uh, is that uh, easy for you? Well, uh, there again, being ambidextrous and uh, throwing with either hand uh, negates, the possibility of wearing a glove, you know. So I'm out there, and I get—I uh, can't feel very good, and I get a lot of line drives right back in the midsection, and some in the uh, in the head area. I, the I, chin up. That's what I heard. I, uh, well, uh, I certainly hope that uh, you do make out all right. See, after year. I pitch, I'm uh, I'm kind of off balance, and. uh, I mean, I can really get tagged by one of those Well, I've balls. seen you Woo! kind of staggering around um, out there un- on the mound, and I wasn't un- quite sure just what the reason You, you remember last was. Fourth of July, I mean, I really uh, caught one. Uh, that big first baseman on some team, I forget, who was See, I, that's another thing. You my know. memory is shot now because of that. Well, you've got it right in the teeth, if I remember. I did. That particular right. game you're thinking of. That's right. Well, now, listen. For all of the uh, youngsters uh, tuned in, uh, do you have some advice uh, on how they could grow up and become an ambidextrous well, pitcher? Well, you got to go yourself? to bed right now. Would be my advice to them. Uh, the kids, yeah. yeah. And I'd say there were to be a pitcher, though, or to either make up their mind now as a kid to either be left or right-handed. Uh, they'll thank me for that advice. They won't find themselves stopping a line drive with their teeth. Well, well it's certainly been a pleasure having you here, uh, Randy, and uh, from Biffburn's sports room until there goes next that time. Thing this is that. saying so long. Say, uh, Kent. Yes, Kent right. Kent the great salesman working for Grove now with the word... Four pitch. Well, Ray, I Dandruff don't know whether I should do the entire thing. I thought we might do it as a 2 man an job. Well, I'm not used to working with another man, but if you want, uh, I'll be delighted. I'll start it off, and then I'll tap you on the shoulder, as we did in the old days of radio. Uh, when uh-huh. Well, you don't have to tap me. Just kind of wink. I mean, I'll know when to come in. <clears throat> Dandruff bothers most <clears throat> men, and most women, too, so listen. I, I was tapping you on the shoulder. Oh, there. I thought you were going to do hat. Half, half, oh, all right. Today, you can get rid of embarrassing dandruff in just three minutes. Yes, with Fitch Dandruff Remover Shampoo, unsightly dandruff gone in three minutes. It's the quickest, easiest of all leading shampoos, and that's not all. Using Fitch regularly is guaranteed to keep embarrassing dandruff away. Oh. Simply apply in the unique Fitch manner. Before you wet hair, rub in one minute. This way, pitch shampoo penetrates right down to the scalp. Next, add water. Lather one minute to wash every trace of dandruff out of your hair. Then rinse one minute, and all that loosened dandruff goes down the drain. Take it. Uh, in three minutes, with pitch, one rubbing, one lathering, one rinsing, and dandruff's gone. Never forget. Gentle Fitch can also leave your hair up to 35% brighter. Get rid of dandruff and dandruff problems forever and brighten your hair, too. Use Fitch regularly. Regularly. Get Fitch. Dandruff remover shampoo today. Only $0.59. I remember that's why I stopped working with other announcers. They always uh, seem to be saying the same thing I was saying. Well, I always make a point of reading along with the... With the other man. With the other team member of a the A bit uh, disconcerting. Uh, who are some of those famous fellows you worked with on that station over the border years ago? Well, uh, so many you probably you probably remember Cecil Smithley. Oh, I certainly do now. Cecil went out to Sioux City uh, uh, some months ago and been doing very well out there. Is that so? That's right, Cecil. I hadn't thought of him in years. He was a good uh, kitchen gadget man. That's right, that's right. He sold more vegetable slices, I think, than any other uh, yes, nighttime he did. announcer. Slicers, dicers, and pears, things that's like right. that. Didn't he uh, nick himself several times, though, uh, doing a live demonstration? Yes, he did, but uh, he was very quick witted. Oh. Whenever he'd do that, he'd pick up a Harvard beat Oh. And continue the demonstration of that. That's right, he could buffalo the, the folks uh, looking. It's a very good idea. That's right. So, uh, well, if you Ray, do. Ray, Ray, oh, Ray. Well, oh, I was just uh, reminiscing here. You remember uh, Kent, Kent Bradley, Kent, Kent, Kent. Kent Lyle I came Ridley. in to tell you we're not going to have time again for Mr. Plummer, the handwriting expert. Well, we didn't he's have time for him last week. No, he's... Uh, he's uh, He has to go home. He's staying at the hotel much too long now. I mean, it's becoming ridiculous. And I know he's bored sitting around the lobby. Sure he is. Lyle, it's nice to see you. Thanks, Bob. And uh, <laughs> speaking of good salesmen, we'll have a word from one in just ten seconds. say it so long do you do folks? That's right. <laughs> Until tomorrow, this is Ray Goulding reminding you to ride if you get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang while your are This is the CBS Radio Network. This is San Francisco KCBS AM FM. March 7th is the birthday of Luther Burbank. The Sage of Santa Rosa was a quiet... in a manner of speaking. That's Frank Chaxfield and his music there in the background. Bill Hayward here. Inviting you to stay tuned now for the news with Wally King and then the Jim Sparrow show till midnight tonight. We'll be back again tomorrow afternoon with the Commute Club at four. We'll see you then. The sound of the city And here's Wally King with the word on what's new.
0: KSFO News, the 8 o'clock report, brought to you by the bakers of wholesome bread. In San Francisco today, Carl Chessman lost another bid for freedom when the appeals court here turned down his request for a stay of execution. And back in Washington, one of his attorneys, Rosalie Asher, said she plans to present new appeals to the U.S. Supreme Court the first thing tomorrow morning. Quoting her, we will try every possible avenue still open to us in the Supreme Court, but if her efforts are unsuccessful, she added, I don't see anything left. Meanwhile, if the convicted rapist is executed on schedule next Friday morning, he'll go to the gas chamber alone. Donald L. Cash, a Southern California murderer who is to be executed at the same time, as Chessman, received a 30 day reprieve today from Governor Brown. The governor issued the reprieve in order that the condemned man may get further psychiatric examinations. It was on his third swing today that Cash got the reprieve. Earlier, the California Supreme Court and the U.S. Supreme Court rejected petitions for a... ...Francisco, the right time to have some fun, here on the Night
1: Watch, the Night Watch on Radio 61. I listen George Crowell introducing Budweiser's bestsellers on Night Watch. You know, where there's life, there's Budweiser. It's a mark of good taste. And with your good taste in beer, here's to your good taste in music for the next three hours on Nightwatch. So enjoy every minute The best things in life are for you Life is great, so living And enjoy... With ice-cold Pepsi, that's how to be sociable. It's To Tokyo and
0: Hong Kong, too. To the Orient.
1: Fly Northwest. Fly Northwest Orient Airlines to Tokyo, Manila, and other great Orient cities. You'll fly the straight line shortcut. Save 767 miles on the route Northwest has flown 10,000 times. Thrifty tourist or imperial service. Daily. Call your travel agent or... Northwest Orient!